podcast from Two and Mike is, I think it's really cool and um, that is what I wanted to say. Two and a mic. This is my first podcast with my brother Greg. We are still hoping that our third sibling, or the chosen one, as you would believe him to be should you witness the extraordinary attentions visited upon him by our mother, will at some point join us in discussion. Hope dies last, or so they say. Today we have decided to start with a book review of Robert Fabry's wonderful Vespasian series. Uh, we will not only apply ourselves to books, but rather to all things that shaped us growing up, individually and collectively. With my brothers, we will record our diverse recollections of the past, what events remain stamped on our memories, and what manner of silliness we would sincerely hope our offspring will somehow avoid repeating. Hope dies last, or so they say. What is to be expected from these exchanges? is a squirt of sobriety and a generous helping of laughter at one another as much as with. It has always been our way. Greg, man, it's great to have you on. Um, just in case people don't know, you're my older brother. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's the weirdest um, thing to be congratulated with, but great. <laughs> yeah, but it's also, I think, the first time that somebody has congratulated you for being my older brother. And coming from me, it must be significant. Yeah, yeah. If I heard it from someone else, it'd be even stranger, I suppose. <laughs> Not unless they didn't know me. Uh, if they knew me, they would have uh, congratulated you for your patience um, and your yeah, suffering uh, longevity. Anyway, um, how's it going in, in, in the world of blighty? Yeah, not bad. Um, I, I guess most of the news nowadays isn't set here, but um, we all yeah. know that. Yeah, the, the, the agenda's certainly moved on. Um, yeah. But, yeah, everything's, everything's well, thank you. And yeah. you? Yeah, 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 well, I can't compare. I'm, we're a bit closer to the uh, the hot zone, uh, I guess. Uh, I, I presume by which you're referring to Ukraine, but... Um, yes. Yeah, indeed. Um, yeah, we'll just see how things play out, really. Um, but, yeah, I mean... We actually have got together to to talk about something that we well, we, it's like a passion that you and I have shared, even though our uh, youngest sibling uh, hasn't necessarily taken on the mantle. No. Um, did you we, bring his? Did you bring his replacement with you? I do you know what I, I was about to, but then because we struggled with our uh, that connection here, um, I, I decided not to run off and get it next time. Though I promise, okay. next okay. time it will be here. Um, and he, I'm sure he'll be delighted uh, for the, uh, well, not quite necessarily the best substitute, but something. <laughs> <laughs> the sweep, the sweep doll. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Um, but yeah, so we both have a passion for books. Um, do you remember the first kind of books that you chucked down at me? I remember when, yeah, I, we both used to read the, the ridiculous fighting, fighting fantasy books when I was... I was too lazy to read anything else. Yeah. Um, and 
yeah, it, 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 it's, it's almost um, embarrassing now to think about it, but it were, you know, they were fun in their, in their way, I suppose, but you could get through an entire book and having read only about seven pages worth of, <laughs> <laughs> of well, text. Well, well worth the investment, I think. Um, but I, I, I really enjoyed the Lone Wolf um, books, which I mean have since been also been turned into these uh, sort of uh, play your own adventure or make your own decisions. But what, what, I think when I read them, they were actually just normal books. But um, uh, yeah, Steve Jackson was it or Ian? Ian, Ian Livingston and Ian Steve Livingston. Jackson. Were, were, yeah, Steve. the two, the two main. Um, writers I, yeah. I, I remember i'm sure there are others but those are two that stick to mind yeah mind i mean they had they they they, they continued it, didn't they for a long time and they had about like 60 odd books i think in their series well wow. yeah yeah I, I i i'm sure we gave up well well before the, the, they came to it you know at the end of their, their careers but yeah well, we read a few i, I yeah. know that we had, we had quite a few of their books hanging around yeah, yeah. actually it was it was it was you that got me back into reading after um after many years what where I, where I just had put down books. Um, yeah. Was, what was, was it? I can't remember. I can't remember whether it, his, whether it was historical fiction or whether it was... Um, um, it wasn't Wheel of Time, was it? It, might have, been... it? it might. Could it have been Wheel of Time? Were we reading that back when... Well, this was in the 90s, yeah. I mean, I picked, in up, the 90s. Wheel of, I picked it up in 98, Wheel of Time. Oh, uh, no, it was something else then, because no, it, was, it was before then. It was before I, then, I, was I, it? I was probably about um, 19 or 20 when... Um, you, you 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 thrust a book in my hand and said, "Here, read this. this is really good." And okay. I did, and I, I got the bug back, which yeah. um, I, I you know um, had evaded me for a number of years. Mm. I, was, I, I you know I was just off enjoying myself doing other things, um, hadn't even thought about reading. It's weird, isn't it? Because you got me into reading in the first place. Do you remember? Do you remember? I used to love. I think I can't remember how many times I read Step by Piers Anthony. I thought that was fantastic. Oh, that was a great book. I, I love that book. Yeah. Uh, did you did I did I give that to you or did you pass that to me? No, no, no. I think I I that was from I got that from you. Um, okay. I don't know what happened to the book, by the way, but I I, I recently purchased another one um, because it was just such a fascinating read. I remember, and then there was also one he wrote a series like um, again sci-fi, um, and the first book was Vicinity Cluster. Do you remember that? Oh well, I I, I can't I do remember it. I can't remember where I can't remember reading it, but I. <laughs> I must have done. Yeah, no, I'm sure you did. Um, and I have a feeling you you also had uh, the second book in the series, but I can't remember it. But um, I mean, these this, are just yeah. books that you know, just brilliant, really good books. They they were good for sci-fi back in back in those days. They were very very good books. Um, mm. Of course, my memory now is 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 <laughs> is, is is such that uh, I I could barely remember the things I read last week, which. <laughs> Yeah, which bodes well for today's chat. In, indeed, yes. Yeah. <laughs> we better get on with it quick. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> any recollection at all. Yeah, yeah, true. That's fair enough. So, all right, because this is your choice, yeah, because my, my choice is uh, is going to be completely different. But, um, so I mean, this is your choice. Do you, do you want to introduce it? Yes, well, thank you. I, I, I chose um, Robert Fabry's Vespasian series. So, obviously, we decided to start with the first one, um, which is called Tribune of Rome. Um. And I just, I read this book a number of years ago, uh, just shortly after it was written, I think. And I came, I came across it and I, I enjoy my historical fiction, as you know. Um, so I picked it up and I, I, just, I just really liked it straight away. It's, it's really, really it's well written, really nicely researched, very well, very well sort of put down. 
very accessible. Anyone can read it. We don't have to have you saw some of these books. You, you know, you need you need to have a PhD in history before you start. But this is this is really really easy for anyone to access. Um, but it's told in such a way that even you know even people who like um, the story of Aspasia can still relate to it um, and, and and get something from it because the, the depth of um, information which is which is, which is put down and, and the way it's expressed to you it, it, it's it's a very very good mm. um, how, did, how did you find it yeah well it's, it's similar to you um i i, I mean i've i was i i kind of have this habit of uh, yeah i compare books to other like similar types of books, but not necessarily in a critical manner. I say, all right, you know, would this kind of fit in uh, with the with the storytelling of this individual? As in, for example, if I read a book by, let's say, we've done Fabry, um, if I were to invite Fabry to the pub, and then I had say also invited Bernard Cornwall to the pub, which would be a, a bloody great thing to achieve. That, that would be an evening. Yeah. I mean, could you imagine? Yeah. And, and I think to myself, would these two guys be able to have, you know, a great conversation about some of the topics that are, arise in, in these sorts of books? And I have a feeling that they would actually really get on quite well. And, and I'll actually add to that a couple of other people, but we'll, we'll come back to that later on. Um, so that, that's kind of my approach. Um, but I think you're no, I think you're right, because, you know, he also tries to, you know, I, I had this feeling. I, I really enjoyed the book. I think it's great. And I'd love to read the, the other eight that are currently there in the series. Um, but when I started, it was a bit of a slow burner to begin with. Uh, but then it, at, at a certain point, it jumps. As soon as they hit Rome, mm-hmm. the story jumps. Yeah. I, um, I, think, I think that's a very, cle- a very clever um, device that he's used there. Because I, I think that was very much how things were back then especially for his life, he probably had a very slow life up at that point. He, lived, he, was, he was brought up um, for a number of years by his grandmother while, while his parents were away, um, his brother obviously being away with the army. So he had that kind of slow, mundane lifestyle. He really enjoyed his time with his grandmother. And of course, he picked up certain skills while he was there, um, mm. which, which sort of led him away almost from the military life, which he would be expected to, um, to partake in. But it, it prepared him in a different way um, for so for so for so many other things, mm. uh, and you you know you need to ask yourself is um, is is was that part of the reason that he was able to achieve what he did, and I think he's a fa- fascinating person um, to read about, particularly because he's he, he's he's almost um, veiled in, in, in at least in, in in our learning here. No, nobody um, writes about him. That I've seen it. it, it, it it's, it's not a character. That, you know, everyone knows about Caesar. We all we, we all hear about the, the things that Nero and Caligula put up to, but Vespasian is almost forgotten. Even though the, you know he's probably left the most lasting impact visually on all of us um, with the Flavian Amphitheatre, which mm. w- which was started by him. Of course, he he passed away before it's completed, but his son completed it, and that that you know that one incredible structure is is always personifies Rome. For us now, hmm. you're talking about the Colosseum. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, okay. that, that's this. If the other name is the is is a is the Flavian Amphitheatre, which is his his surname. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, you're trying to trying to trick me there, but uh, I, I kind of knew what you're talking about. Sorry, um, that's all right. That's all right. It's okay. I'm used to you throwing curveballs. Actually, I'm used to you throwing all kinds of balls at me. <laughs> but anyway, 
Uh, actually, I'm not going to mention the Batman card that came the other way. <laughs> That's probably a good thing. To be honest, I thought you you were sending me some kind of subliminal message when you suggested this book because the two brothers hate each other, and so <laughs> I've forgotten. I've forgotten that. That's, the thing is. You, you, that, that's shown only at the start of the book, and as, as you can see, they're warming to each other towards the end. And if you do continue with the series, as, as you know, I've, I've, I had, you know, I did read the first. Um, I think it's the first six I got to through um, when when it was initially available. Um, I've got to read the last three now, but their their relationship changes greatly um, over over the years. But I, I think that's there on purpose to show. I, I'm sure he can't have known. You know, I, I I don't know that anyone out there said, yeah. By the way, they, the brothers hated each other. But maybe that's that's again a device used by the author to make make their relationship more interesting. Mm. But it's, it's also particularly plausible if he was, you know, a, a good few years older that he, having been away with military service, that he would have picked on his younger brother. Yeah. Um, given that Roman society, you know, had this, you know, really kind of strict, um, ser- you know, you, everyone looked up for each other uh, to to, you know, to whom they were supposed to look up to. And, you look, you look down to those you're supposed to look down to. It's just the way they were. Mm, yeah, that, was, that that comes through in this book as well. Yeah, in, in many ways. Um, in many ways. Um, I mean, you know, also to sort of finish off the the earlier point about it being a slightly slow burn. I think there's also um, a, a bit of scene setting by Fabry, as in it, it wasn't enough. It seems to simply tell a story. He also wanted people to understand exactly as you explained there the kind of life that people live. Um, and also the names, as in he didn't just simply talk about the courtyard garden. He called it um, yes. per- peristylium. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, and so I felt at some point I was almost being kind of educated in in the architecture of yes. of you know, Roman you know homes and you know sort of domesticity, if you know what I mean. Absolutely, I agree with you. Uh, that, but it's done in such a clever. It's, it's done in a. It's, it's done in a subliminal almost manner. So you, you don't realize that it's, it's not, it's being fed to you slowly. It, it, you, he's describing a garden and then he's calling it whatever, uh, whatever word he wants to use for, for that part of a garden. He doesn't, it's not, it's not thrown at you in, in your face. It's, it's, it, it, it's quite subtle. And I, I, I do like that. Hmm. I mean, just and, to, re- yeah. just, I mean, to confirm your point there as well, just to read a, a couple of lines. He nodded to the boy and headed into the main house by the side door, straight into the peristylium, the courtyard garden surrounded by a covered colonnaded walkway off which his room lay. Any hopes that he had of avoiding his mother were dashed as she appeared out of the tablinum, the reception room leading to the atrium. I mean, you know, these kinds of terms, essentially, um, you know, you do have to get to know a little bit and become acquainted to before you really have a feeling of of the layout you know of these sort of noble homes and, and these guys aren't by any stretch of the imagination particularly wealthy are they this just no. considered average nobility yes no i mean you need to get to a certain amount of wealth before you could be invited to be a senator i think it was a million sesterces was the mm. um, was the wealth required in order to become a senator at this time um so I, I think you know, I'm not going to tell you later what happens, but um, his, his uncle obviously has that because his uncle is a senator when, when they arrive in Rome. So mm. he, he's the obvious sort of um, uh, patron for them to, to, you know, to, to enable them to get to know other, other important figures in Rome who could, who could forward their, um, their careers, both mm. military and, not, and, and non-military. Yeah. Uh, which is, of course, what happens with Lady Antonia. I mean, the, the whole thing about Canis, I, I don't know how much of that 
whether any of that rings true in, in terms of whether or I do believe he did have a mistress. Um, I, I think I read that somewhere else. But oh, no, you, I, no, I, no, that, I, that I, did exist. The relationship with Canis did exist. Um, right. And, but, and it went on for a long time, um, apparently, uh, until she... She, she was cocainist. Okay, I, I wasn't. Yeah. I, I wasn't aware that, that that was actually completely, you know, incompletely in the case. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay, but, that's good. Mm, um, as I was going to say, as in, you know, quite a lot of these main characters actually did exist. Mm -hmm. um, oh yeah. But I'm, I'm not sure about the uncle. I mean, did the uncle exist, or was the uncle simply used as a facilitator in the story? I think. I think the uncle existed, but I think his whether he was as colourful a character as. As, as appears in the book, I, mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, obviously, it, it, again, in, in further, I, I mean, thinking back in, in books to come, um, firstly, they, they, get, they get a lot more, um, how can I put this, um, detailed mm -hmm. in, 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 in the nature of what, you know, what, what sort of activities his uncle and others get up to. So mm -hmm. the, 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 the first book, this book has been relatively um, general and also quite gentle in its treatment of... Um, of, of let's say depravity of, of mm. the age, um, but that changes quite 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 quickly because in in the next book I think it is we we would meet Tiberius, um, mm. and and he's he's on another level to any, anything we've met so far. Okay, he is quite mad. Mm. Okay, yeah, that's interesting. I mean, um, there's obviously you know Caligula plays a role but um i i have i have a feeling that um fabry's not going to touch on the some of the things that caligia became later famous for because no, uh yeah he doesn't he, but at, the, at this moment in time caligula is a playful and, and relatively carefree slightly lustful young mm. man um who who's, who's living in a household of a very powerful lady um he knows that his father was killed and is he, he came to an end before his time um, they suspect through Antonia who, who may have had a hand in that, um, and you, but you, you know you, he starts to build up his character, and then, again in, in in books to come you see how Caligula or just to, you know um, his his character um, changes mm. and how he how he begins to for, he becomes fearful of his uncle he um, and, and then you can see where he begins to go a little bit. A little bit mad himself. Mm, uh, a bit awry. Causes, things do go awry for him. But again, some of it is is down to his circumstance, mm. and some of it just comes down to absolute power mm. um, and what that does to people. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I think what Fabry does in the first book, as you say, he probably takes a very gentle course. Um, he, you know, so so the uncle is very much homosexual. He he loves to. He has lots of slaves. Um, my only concern in these in these examples and, and scenes is the, is is the youth of some of these slaves because they do seem to be quite young and lithe and so on. Uh, and that, obviously th that's yeah. very much that's very much in keeping with the age i'm afraid to say yeah yeah um, so if even if you go back to to ancient greece um um if it, it, it's quite it's quite an open i'd say we'll call it an open secret it's quite open that um young men even young patrician men or young uh, let's say noblemen um in, in greece would be expected to have a patron and part of that the patron's job you know, this, this, this could be a family friend or some, someone who's maybe 10, 20 years older 
than, than, than a young lad, and part of their job would be seen to be educating them sexually, which would include taking them under their wing in ways which today would be frowned upon mm. very much. Um, but weren't so in those days, and and you know similar similar in in the Roman times. I, I think um, it's fair to say that a, a lot of Roman men would 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 have had both male and female lovers, mm. even, regardless of you know being married or and mm. those especially with slaves. Slaves were, were you know were, weren't considered to be you, you what you did to your slaves was was entirely up to you. Mm. There, was, there was there was no it was very much uh, it was very much something being. Um, lawful or unlawful, and as mm. long as it was lawful, it was fine for you to do it. There, there was no question of morality in, in, yeah. in, in the ancient world as we would understand it today. So, yeah, whatever guy, you know, whatever Uncle Gaius did behind closed doors was was his business. Mm. I mean, I'm I'm, look, I'm on a completely different um, book. I'm, I'm currently going through Reb, uh, the Starbuck Chronicles by Bernard Cornwall, and um, mm -hmm. it's the, the American Civil War. Um, and so slavery plays a, a huge role in it. And I do find it horrific um, in general, listening to um, the kind of references made to slaves and so on. And, and, and you know, this is something that obviously, you know, it's very hard to be critical of sort of ancient times culture with such a contemporary morality. Um, I, I just find it discomforting um, the way people treat slaves um, in these books, especially the younger ones. And that's the only thing, that's the only problem I have with the uncle. Um, and um, yeah, you know, the story will develop as it is. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. But I, I think that's deliberately so because um, otherwise it would be to mask True. what, you know, what really occurred. I, I think, I, th I think you have to draw attention to these, to these things, just otherwise you don't, you don't get the complete picture of what life would have been like. Mm. Yeah. Um, but also on the other hand, I mean, battle scenes, um, mm -hmm. I, you know, you and I, I think we've been spoiled a bit when it comes to battle scenes written well, um, you know, because we've read the same books, I think, you know, I mean, Robert Jordan and Brandon Sanderson were fantastic in the, when they used sort of introduced magic in battles. But if we talk about real battles, you know, when we talk about Bernard Cornwell, Saxon Chronicles, Con Eagleton, when he did the Julius Caesar, mm -hmm. um, Valerio Massimo Manfredi, you know, I mean, the way these people um, wrote about battles in their books, I, I just find it just fantastic. The detail, the tactics, the analysis, the characters, the placement, it's, it's, it's all, you, you're, you're there, aren't you? You're living mm -hmm. the scene. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I love that too. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a particular fan of ancient battles. I, I, I love reading about them. Um, I, I, you know, it, it's great when you see a, a film that's well made and it shows an ancient battle which you, you, know, you may know about. Um, and, and some of the detail that, that they get across in, in, in film or indeed on the written page, I, I, I do enjoy that very much. Mm. Um, this one, there's not, there's not much by way of battles in this particular book. The others that come later do have more. I'd say they're more really skirmishes in this book. Mm. Apart from that, that one main battle toward the end. Yeah. Um, but that, uh, okay. that, yeah. that that tide was turned quite quickly as well, I think, by the, yes. the, the Romans. Um, but one particular skirmish, I think you it's almost a skirmish. I mean, it's, there's a, it's a battle, but there's one part of the battle which kind of shook me, um, was that the tide wasn't quite turned against the Romans, against Vespasian, but when the women attacked. Yes, yes. Um, and then, you know, the way they reacted i mean i this clearly happened as in this was this was a, a real event i think because it was a i mean 
It's Actually, horrible. I think at, at the end of at the end of the book, he says um, uh, that, that well, at least the copy I have is he says that that the actual women in that battle didn't attack in that particular battle, but in others they did. And, mm. um, but he he felt that it would it made for he, he you know he realized he, he changed history a little bit for that battle, but he, he you know he wanted to make it a little bit more interesting at that mm. point because otherwise, as you say, the tide on that on that battle turned really quickly in favor of the Romans, and then to have that thrown into doubt. But with with the, with the women attacking when they did in the way that they did, mm. and, and that that really kind of um, gave, gave gave it a new um, a, a new breath of life. And mm. I think again he did that on purpose because he understood it. It, it. it gave much more interest. And the Roman reaction again, as as forgetting the fact that it didn't happen in this battle, the Roman reaction very much would have been what they did, yeah. um, which is based basically to have killed everyone, yeah. in, regard, regardless of you know who they were age sex yeah but as in you know the the fact that you know women fought in battles um mm. and they were treated as combatants as in absolutely uh, yeah as in just to, to read uh, just a couple of lines and vespasian butchered his way forward without pity killing young old beautiful and haggard it made no difference to him he was full of hatred and cold fury this was not the frenzied elation of battle this was the awakening of the deep desire that men keep within themselves to see people not of their tribe or creed die. Mm. Yeah. Um, and we're talking here about um, Roman legionaries have surrounded a group of women who fought against them um, and they basically mow them down. Yes. Yes. Um, and and you know, there, there's many examples of when... Of, of, I, th I think generally with Rome, it was considered um, you could you could misbehave once as as a, as a um, as a client, and they they would slap you down and forgive you. But the second time, you can mm. expect no quarter. Yeah, mm. and the, the the great the greatest example of that, I suspect, is, is, is probably what, what they did to Carthage, where um, they they I think the term was they they turned the soil with uh, with salt, which means it, it could never be used again. Mm. Um, so Rome generally, if you if 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 you um if you got out of line once, okay, you know you, you you're in trouble. You know they're 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 taking they're taking the heads of the um of of the people in charge maybe, but put new people in place. But the second time, there's there's they, you can expect to um, to be dealt with very harshly, mm. and and they they dealt harshly with their own, as again we we see in this book. Um, they they have a they have a particular punishment for. Um, when when you know a legion doesn't do the job it's supposed to, or if it falls into any kind of disarray, um, they 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 take a tenth. Hmm. Yeah, and it's um, the soldier next to him that has to do the job. If I'm yes, well, I mean there there are different. I think there are different types of punishment meted. Um, another another one I've read of um, is so every tenth soldier is picked, and then the nine. The, the nine surrounding him, then the nine to, to, to either to his left or right, would be then uh, given clubs, and they would club him to death. Unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, this is so hard for, for us to contemplate, but uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, was, yeah. yeah. Unbelievable. Um, it, they, they, it was called decimation, um, mm. the, the, uh, and uh, meted out in, in any part of the army which was seen to have um, not not performed. Yeah.
Um, but then after that, I suppose uh, the Legion would also be disbanded, wouldn't it? I mean, if it is decimated, and then after that, were they also not on, on occasion disbanded? On occasion, yes, but not not uh, not necessarily. That that okay. that would that would be um, meted out in order to save the Legion. I'd have thought usually, um, okay. because because, I, because then if if that didn't work, then they would have to probably you know, go go further. But that mm. that would, that would be telling. No, it wouldn't necessarily be a Legion. It might just be you know, um, it, it might it might be a century or. Okay. or um, but it, it, whatever, whatever, whatever part of the legion it was, um, it, it would be done specifically to punish them, to show them that they have done wrong. Um, yeah. I, I, th I think there, there's, there have been times when it's done to a legion. I think if, if, if they were contemplating or um, tried to mutiny of some sort, and then and then the legion would be, you know, would have to have that meted out on it. Um, as you can imagine, you, you know, the thing is that these these guys are fighting in very serious situations and the only, the only thing that keeps the roman the roman army working and beating much greater numbers who are you know armed with what look like on, on the face of it far deadlier weapons is their discipline mm. and without their discipline they're nothing um and you know and, and the, you can read it in, in in the description of the way the, the way the fight takes place the, the it, it is the roman war machine it is it is these 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 guys next to each other with their shields closely placed next to one another, making it really difficult for these for these you know javelin or um, scythe like uh, blades to, to to penetrate, um, and yet they're able to push forward with these short stubby swords, but ultra sharp and gutting the man in front of them like it's a, it's literally like a meat grinder. Mm. Yeah, because you can't swing a uh, you know a broadsword or an axe um, in those at close quarters, at least uh, the way that they fought. So, yep, yep, they, they make they, and so their discipline becomes becomes the thing that keeps them alive. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting also because this this the the this ta the tactic of a shield wall is also taken on um, in, in sort of later periods. Uh, isn't yes. it? And, and these yep. these are the, like the Saxons and so on, and they develop yep. them further. Viking, yep. they they have different sorts of tactics. I think with the, the Vikings and the Saxons, I think they, again their shields firstly are much smaller um, and round. The the, the, the Viking shield you that, that you know, you'd classically read about. Um, so they would, they would form a shield wall, but they, they would also be very much um, much prepared for one on one combat within within a less structured battle. Mm. I, I think from from what I've read of, of Viking battles, um, but yeah, I, I guess times are different as well. Um, yeah, well, they clearly didn't have the uh, the wealth and uh, advancement um, that Rome had. So no. yeah, different. Well, times. I mean, interestingly, um, from the time of from the, from the Roman times, the next time that a an army marched with um, with surgeons was Napoleon. So in, in between in between those times, the you know the Romans had a military a military surgeon or doctor to look after the wounded, um, and Napoleon brought it back. And in between those times, nobody bothered. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Very uh, curious. Um, okay. I, I mean, if looking at it though as well, Roman times. I mean, it's so often overlooked. Okay, we're talking two thousand years ago, but I mean, thinking about some of the characters in in the sort of ancient Rome. There is this unbelievable wealth of just stories to tell of. Um, you know, I, I can't think of another empire that had so many, you know, amazing people um, for 
one reason or another for, as you could in some way say, good or bad, depending on whether or not you believe in the existence of those words. But I mean, Vespasian, Caesar, Nero, Caligula, Seneca, Cato, Suetonius, Antonia, um, you know, God knows how many more. Uh, these are fantastic characters um, and all worthy of books in their own right. They really are. Well, I mean, the, the great, the, you know, the, the great introduction to this family, um, to, I'd say family, obviously, Vespasian, not part of the same family, but um, at least going down as, as, um, as far as Nero, um, is Suetonius's Twelve Caesars, which was remade into I, Claudius in the UK in the 1970s. Mm. And I would love to see that remade today. Mm. Uh, 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 it was, I can barely remember it because I was very young then. Um, but I remember it being on television um, in, the, in the late 70s. And it, 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 it was really, really interesting. Um, mm. and, and, and a great... Great introduction into um, into into the Juno Claudian sort of Claudian family. Um, yeah, I mean the thing is also you know the more you kind of read about ancient civilizations, the more you realise that in many ways they were so much more open-minded and so much more um, modern um, than than we are in many ways. Um, yeah, they just. You could, all, as you said before, I mean, if it wasn't illegal, then fair play. Um, th there was there was simply no judgment um, to the extent that there is now. Um, people pretty much, I mean, this concept of existentialism, where you essentially do what you, you know, what you believe um, you wish to do, your desire is to do, and you kind of maximize your ability to do it. Um, the Romans did. They lived that way. They wanted something. They did it. Yes. Yeah. They. 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 they really did. Um, and up until the, the point where it's it, it um, offended somebody higher up than you in the food chain. <laughs> um, at that point, that's 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 when you've sort of done something wrong. So obviously, the highest, you know, the the, the greatest of that being the emperor. Um, so I mean that. There's some great stories um, about about what uh, various emperors did to, to senators. So the senate the senators went from being the all, all powerful um, in 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 the days of the late republic, uh, where they were they were the ones that everybody looked up to, um, and of course to be consul was was the, was the highest um, accolade you could achieve. But you could only hold the position for a year, and then there'd be, there'd be another vote the year after, meaning that you wouldn't get out of line too badly normally because then you you know you knew that someone could take you down the, the year after uh, and i think this is what a lot of senators um, at the time at the time of nero were um, were seeing to be the problem with, with empire was once you take away that balance or that check to absolute power and he sees or a single person sees that not only not only is if something is immoral Oh, sorry, if something is not illegal, the morality does not come into it, and therefore you can do what you like. And, but when you put that into the hands of one man who has nobody above him, um, you basically make him godlike in the eyes of others, and his, particularly himself. Um, and he can do no wrong. And whatever he does, whatever he wills, should be. Um, and that's, you know, we, we've seen that's very dangerous. Mm. And we're seeing that today, actually. You know, how... how how you know with um with uh, what's happening further east of you? Mm. He, a man has set himself up um, where he has absolute power, and nobody 
nobody can talk talk him down. Um, he has taken care of the two things which really matter, which he has his own Praetorian Guard around him, and beyond that, the loyalty of the army, at least for now. Um, and everything's every, everything's locked down as far as he's concerned. He can do what he wants. Mm. But it, I mean, it's not really that far removed for us to see, is it? No, 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 absolutely not. And, uh, and I would actually hazard to state that there are two people east of us who have set themselves up for this. Um, the only uh, distinction being that one is uh, a member of uh, NATO and the other one isn't. Um, but um, yeah, they, they both are you know, above any kind of uh, constitutional um, limitation to their power. Um, but yeah. Yeah, Greg. Um, Brilliant. I mean, thank you for choosing this book um, because, you know, I loved reading Con Eagledon's, um story of Julius Caesar. And this kind of threw me back into that a bit. Um, and I am intrigued and sort of looking forward now to continuing uh, the story of um, Vespasianus. Um, yeah, but the next book... Um, it's my turn to choose, um, and, and I'm going to bring us, sort of throw us into the future, if you don't mind. Okay. Yeah. Um, but do you want me to let you know now, or? Um, it's up to you. Do you want, yeah. you want to do that on air? It's, it's, it's your prerogative. Yeah, it's just, um, it's, the book is written by Pierce Brown. I don't know if you're... I thought, I thought you could say Brosnan there. Yeah, yeah, well, I don't know, he's, he's not bad as well, I guess, but, um, um, and part one is called Red Rising. Okay, yeah. I hope you're going, you're going to email this to me later, not... I am, I am, I am That's my memory. I am indeed, don't worry about it, yeah, so Red Rising by Pierce Brown, I think you're going to like it, actually, because also there is um, a direct sort of connection between this, even though it's sort of fictional science fiction um, set in the future. Um, but there are lots of references to uh, ancient times. So okay. I, I think you're going to enjoy that. Um, but a great choice, Greg. And thank you also, um, because it's nice to, you know, to, to just talk books, really. Okay, we didn't only limit it to talking books, but what could we do? Um, but it was great. Thank you for your time, Greg. Thank you. Um, this is my first ever podcast, so um, <laughs> thank you for making it easy for me. <laughs> well, what can I do? I or, mean, or at least not too difficult. <laughs> yeah, all right. I mean, it's, it's the chat, really, isn't it? I mean, yeah. uh, between us, but um, yeah, no, I've, I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. And um, yeah, I look forward to um, yeah, being joined by either um, our younger sibling or um, a suitable <laughs> substitute. <laughs> I, I, okay, that's great. Uh, either way, hope, hopefully it will be our brother. Otherwise, uh, bring the squeaky dog. <laughs> <laughs> take care, Greg. Oh, take care. Bye-bye. Two. Two. And a mic.